Welcome to the uh, the show of douchebaggery at its finest. And we're full of badassery on this show. You know what I mean? You know, we're just a couple of idiots. I can't believe people actually download this show. Rules, rules, rules. I feel like we're on the Brady Bunch and I'm Jan. You know what I mean? If you are new to the show and your ears start bleeding after listening, don't worry. That is a common side effect. I was a good bowler until I lost my balls. You know what I mean? Oh, what a douche I am. Because <laughs> I ain't got nothing to hump come uh, rut. You know what I mean? This podcast is almost about bow hunting. You're talking to the wrong guy. I just do a hunting podcast. You know what I mean? This is the Great Gatsky from Crete, Illinois, and you're listening to Backwoods Bow Hunter with Tim and Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> rules, rules, rules. Yeah. Brady Bunch. Damn it. <laughs> I say a lot of dumb shit. I love it. <laughs> oh, episode 64 of the Backwoods Bow Hunter podcast. I think 64. That was the last track I had anyway. Sounds right. The 45th episode of season two, which we start season three in October. I think that's how we did it, wasn't it? Yeah. That sure. It was conjunction with the bow season. Sounds right. Uh, we're going to go in the backwoods today talking about single bevel broadheads. Um, listener Sean says he heard us mention them on one of the shows, I don't remember talking about single bevel broadheads, but uh, I guess we did. Could have been one of our uh, sidetracks. Probably. Um, And he has been hearing a lot of buzz around them and wondered if we could explain them a little. So, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, we'll give it the old college try. Do you, let me ask you something, do you enjoy hanging out with a couple buddies, say like me, and maybe cracking back a cold one or two and telling all kinds of lies and atrocities and, and making fun of each other and um, around a campfire. 100%. Okay. Yeah. That's our style here. If you don't like that, get the hell out. Go somewhere else. See ya. Yeah. And uh, as always, we bring you incredibly mediocre content in a completely meaningless way. From the heart of Big Buck Country, right here in the Whiskey and Whitetail Studio. Captain Interruptus. <clears throat> Captain Interruptus um, yeah. did, failed to mention that the uh, studio is cooking. Yeah. It, Currently, it will be. not yet. Yes. <laughs> will I was going to say, right now, <laughs> we're at about a steady 150, 200. Yeah. But if you're new to the show, we, we've explained before that when the air conditioner's running in here is perfectly okay for the most part Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to shut the ac off or it provides too much audio feedback Mm -hmm. when you shut it off it takes moments for it to uh warm up yeah yeah it's kind of nice though if you're trying to lose a little weight it's like jumping in the sauna you get in there you throw the water on the lava there and you wait Uh a few minutes and then how many times have you done that um, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three times. Yeah. All right. Oh, as always, Backwoods Bowhunter is proud to support and use products from Scent Crusher. The scent locker is no longer in this room. We've replaced it with a new taxidermy deer head. It's beautiful. Yes, sir. Yeah. I did find a home for it. You did. It I looks did. nice. No, not the deer. The scent. Well, oh. That too, but yeah. uh, the scent locker. is. Did you? I did. You found a forever home or just a temporary home? Um, I I think it's all right where it's at. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it should be fine. Where'd it go? It's in our home office. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a whole other story we can get into if you yeah. want. But um, yeah. There's been a few this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, just remind—you're not very good at reminding me, but if you remind me later, I'll—I'll I'll tell you. Yeah, um, we'll get into it later. How it landed there and kind of the whole deal there. Uh, well, I've lost track. Where are we at? Thorough good boots. Um, I, there are some thorough good boots on, not necessarily on the way, but they will be on the way for you and I. Sweet. Um, of course, I am a proud user of Havilon knives, and I say every week that eventually I'm going to have them on the show, and I still am. So I'm going to say it again. It's a game plan. Eventually, I will have Matt or somebody <laughs> from Havilon on this show. Uh, do you have a Havilon? I do. Cool. Okay. Yep. Did, was it one from the Knocked and Loaded? Yes. Okay. Yep. I knew that I had one that we, we gave away. I just don't remember yeah. yep. who it had gone to. So It was me. I was the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Cool. And Whitetail Institute, um, I'm going to have some Imperial Bow Stand and some Imperial Clover. Um, who knows what else? I just got to get a soil sample sent to them because we're approaching that time. Yep. Countdown Tracker in Illinois is... 10 weeks till opening day. 71 days. I love it. Woo! I got to switch screens. I can almost smell it. So that we can do the Blue Line Badass. Yeah. Uh, on July 3rd, Perryville, Missouri, police officers saved a woman from a fire. They were dispatched to an apartment complex at 11 p.m. on the 3rd of July. One of the apartments was engulfed in flames. Sergeant Garrett Schott was informed, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, Schott, was informed someone was inside, so he entered the structure. Smoke had filled the apartment, causing him to crawl on the floor using his hands, trying to feel around for the woman. He had to crawl back out, take a deep breath, and then crawl back in. Officer Jeremy Tenney entered the apartment with him. They were able to find the unconscious woman and pull her out of the burning apartment. Officer Stephanie Rumsey assisted trying to resuscitate the woman. Sergeant Schott and Officer Tenney were taken by ambulance to the hospital for smoke inhalation um, and later released. Uh, These officers were willing to make the sacrifice and put others' safety above their own. Sergeant Schott, Officer Tenney, and Officer Rumsey are blue line badasses. Hell yeah, they are. Love it. Like to hear stories like that. Absolutely. And we need more of them. So if you want to honor your friend or relative who's out there or who has been out there protecting the thin blue line, submit your blue line badass to us at Backwoods Bowhunter Podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. Oh. <laughs> that was on point right there. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going the backwoods? Yeah. It's the mystical flight of the arrow traveling downrange, searching for its next target. The thrill of chasing the elusive whitetail buck as it slips through the tall oaks. That encounter with a bull elk that is so close you can feel its breath. The hair that stands up on your neck when you hear that long-bearded turkey gobble in the spring. It's our passion. It's our tradition. It's Backwoods Bowhunter. And now, it's time to go full draw in the backwoods. 
And here we are. Yep. So what's up? How's the uh, the week of edging been? Uh, better than the week of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, some days. Uh, it's been a pretty good week. Kelly got sick Friday. Yeah. And she was out Saturday, Sunday. She missed our grandson's uh, first birthday Saturday. So I know she was down if she ain't going to old Ray Ray's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, she was not happy, but... She got the COVIDs? Um, my wife is anti, I'm going to take a test. Oh, okay. She's like, I have the flu. Gotcha. So that's where she went. I mean, she's back to work. Um, she took Monday off, but she was feeling better. But yesterday she said she was feeling pretty good. So, yeah. Damn. I mean, they do a five-day thing anyway, so if it hit Friday, Tuesday could, would have been five um, days anyway. So It could be anything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Here in southern Illinois in the, the shiny national forest, I, I just thought of this as you were talking, um, so totally off topic. The Sasquatch is a thing. Yeah. You know? So there's like a Sasquatch festival and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's what we have to put up with here in the good old southern <laughs> Illinois. And it cracks me up because when, when any time we refer to anything related to the Sasquatch, you, you call it a Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. I think that's funny. Yeah. So the other day, my daughter comes up to me and she says, now we have a new name for it. And So when they were going on their little trip that I aforementioned before the show, her grandmother was telling the, my, my daughter's cousins are in town and they're from Minnesota. One's from, or two of them are from Minnesota and one's from Indiana, but um, they're apparently not super familiar with the Sasquatch. So huh. grandmother my daughter's grandmother or my mother-in-law is bringing it up, and she's she's calling it a Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> so hmm. Elena says, "What what what is it?" And she says, "A Sasquatch." <laughs> and she's not kidding. So this is what she thinks yeah. apparently that it's called. And Elena goes, uh, "Do you do you mean Sasquatch?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, Sasquatch." <laughs> <laughs> So we have an, uh, a third creature now here in southern Illinois. It's Jesus. a Sasquatch. That and the big muddy monster, you throw them all together, I don't want to find them. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't want to run into them. Got a good crop of fawns this year. Yeah? Yeah. I've been seeing a bunch. There's a, There was five. I'm trying to remember what day it was. There was a group of eight deer out here, and five of them were fawns. And prior to that, I'd seen... Um, either one or I would see three, but that was the first time I've seen five out there at one time. So nice. Got some fawns running around doing their thing. Going to grow up and be big, back healthy straps. Uh, backstraps. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yep. My daughter was, uh, <clears throat> she was out there that day they were out there and she's like, they're so cute. And I said, you see cute. I see future backstraps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every time Todd sends a picture of like a smaller deer, mm-hmm. I just say, mm, backstraps. Yummy. I think you replied that yesterday, backstraps. Yeah, to yeah. that doe picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, sure enough. My spy points came in. Nice. And I no longer have an excuse of dead batteries because I bought a box of 100 batteries. How the hell did you find that? That's like beyond Sam's Club. <laughs> it was on Amazon. They Good were, Lord. When Amazon was doing their, uh, whatever the hell that's called, Prime Deals or something yeah. like that, they had a box of 100 batteries, AA batteries. Nice. And we use their batteries because I like them. I, they yeah. last. Um, the actual Amazon mm-hmm. uh, branded batteries. So I was like, the hell with it. I'll buy 100 of them. Why not? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm running five or six cameras, you know, and, yeah. and those are, what, eight batteries a piece, I think? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that adds up. Yeah, we just bought the 40-pack. I had Kelly pick it up. She went to uh, Sam's last weekend. I had her pick up the 40-pack that they have of AA because uh, yeah. Jimmy goes through them for his controller like water. And I went to go get some the other day, and he left it right where it was sitting, but it was empty. Yeah. Didn't say, hey, this is empty. He just, ah, damn, last couple of batteries, so I'll just leave it there, I guess. <laughs> leave you the empty box. Yeah. <laughs> so I found it, and Kelly picked up another 40-pack. So I have taken next Friday off work. That boy's about as sharp as a bowling ball. Yes, he is. So I uh, took next Friday off work, and it's going to be deer day. Cool. All day in the woods between Thompsonville and my dad's. Nice. Cutting and setting. Is that? I think it's the 29th. Yeah, so that'll be the, that's a perfect segue. That's where I was going next. Good. That, well, that's, I, I led it there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you have more to, to, to get into on that, please. No, just, I'm, I took a day off because I keep saying I'm going to go do it every weekend and more and more shit pops up and I can't go do it. Uh-huh. So, just slap right in the tits. It is. Yeah. So, 29th is deer day. Well, the 29th, we learned uh, yesterday, is our official closing date on the property. Nice. Very nice. So, we're traveling back from Nashville that day from the concert we're going to attend the night before. But I, So, I have to make sure we get back in time for, for that because that's important. Priority. Yes. Yep. So, we are finally closing on the property. So... Good timing with the spy points and good timing with the box of 100 batteries. And, and you know, 100 batteries was only $26. Good Lord. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to look at that because my 40 weren't $26. No, they're not. No. And it, it, I used, like, used to buy Energizers or Duracells or whatever yeah. the hell. And, I mean, you pay out the ass for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I like about Amazon's batteries is they last longer, in my opinion. Yeah. And they're cheaper. You know, Hell, even if they didn't last longer, $26 for 100 Yeah. So you got to change them out. Ain't going wrong there. How many years are you yeah. going to change them out until you're out of 100 batteries? <laughs> Unless you got, you know, 80 cameras. Then you're in a little yeah, shit. No, I'm not running that many. No. Oh, hell no. <clears throat> Single bevel broadheads. Want to talk about those? Sure. What are they? Um, so... I still don't remember when the hell. I remember having a conversation with Tony Dempsey that he was considering doing a single bevel setup for his Western hunt. But I was thinking that conversation was in a private phone call and not on the podcast. (laughs) So I don't really remember where we got off on that. But anyway. Here we are. um, Outside of Tony, I have heard uh, quite a few people talk about switching to heavier setups this year and and even using uh, single bevels. Um, seems to be trending. I I don't know. There's always times where things trend one way or the other. And hey, I guess so is a saddle, but I'm not jumping on that freaking train. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was when I was going through uh, future show notes uh, earlier today. I have saddle as one of the topics because I know that you just really love talking about saddle hunting uh-huh. and crossbows. That's my two, two favorite things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Two of them. There, there are a lot of opinions out there about broadheads. <laughs> you know, 
uh, people are dedicated to their, whether it be a, a fixed blade versus expandable or whether it be a muzzy versus a, a, a Grim Reaper. I mean, whatever. Um, yep. There are so many opinions out there. And at the end of the day, use what you like and mm-hmm. let others use what they like and shut the hell up. But so regardless of the opinions, this isn't meant to be an opinion piece. This is meant to tell you what a single bevel broadhead is because that's what the yep. question was. Yep. Okay. So to describe, so this is what I typed out, to describe a single bevel broadhead. It is a solid one piece, typically with two cutting blades. Single bevel means only one side of each of the blade is grounded. So think of a knife. Both sides of that blade are ground down. Okay, a single bevel broadhead, only one side, if it's a two-piece, palm of your hand, only one side on the right side is ground, and then on the other side, it'll be the bottom of the left side or the reversal of that. The other side is flat. Um, so <clears throat> a double bevel means both sides of the blades are ground. Makes sense. See, Professor Tim. Professor Tim. Very um, nice. <clears throat> double bevel meaning a knife blade, basically. Um, and then it goes down into you have right bevels versus left bevels. So if it's a right bevel blade, when you look at, and that's where I was going to go with the palm of my hand, when you look at a right bevel blade, the top of the right blade will be ground. And then when you rotate it over, that's when that left side will flip over. And again, on the right side at that point, now that it's flipped, that blade will be ground. Yeah. So looking at the top of your hand, if it's a right bevel, the right side is ground at the top. The left side is ground on the bottom. That way, when you flip it, it's the same thing. Yeah. Left bevel would be just the opposite of that. Um, so what are the benefits of a single bevel broadhead? So most of the time I have found that people use them more for big, big game hunting, you know, shooting bears, moose, elk. Um, and I think why is because the number one, oh, I got to find a good sound bite for this. I have to. <laughs> Let's see here. There's all sorts of good ones in there. Yeah, let me find one here because this is, uh, oh, that won't work. In my opinion, probably the main benefit to a single bevel broadhead is be- they they do penetrate deeply one free hand job <laughs> <laughs> just one i do not penetrate deeply um no and how they encounter bone because they'll they'll destroy a bone um so that's that's the main benefit um and to break that down and not to be scientific and some of this i have to readily admit i didn't know until i researched it on my own putting the show notes together but um what happens is with the grind only on one side when it impacts the single bevel's path of least resistance is to spin as it penetrates so it creates an s type shape as it moves through its target whatever that target is yeah yeah where the double bevel will cut straight when it penetrates and stop rotation on impact. Um, because that double-edged grind, it's going to take the path of least resistance as well. So I can see where a single bevel will make a nasty cut because it's yeah. still going to rotate mm-hmm. as it moves through uh, Yeah, whatever. Better chances of it. Yeah. As it moves through right Finishing now, up. in my opinion, a coon. <laughs> I do like cats. Yeah, well, I don't like coons. Damn trash pandas. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another thing that I did not know is most single bevels are ground at a 25-degree angle. And when I first read that, I thought, oh, okay, who gives a shit? I don't care what what, what <laughs> angle it's ground at. Great. Uh, but then I thought about it a little more, and I was like, okay. I mean, some people sharpen their own broadheads, and maybe that's crucial to know if you're sharpening your broadhead. Yeah. Know, at 25-degree angle. Yeah. Um, so I guess that matters. If it's not me, but somebody. I'm, I, yeah, I'm too lazy for that shit. I would yeah. rather just... Go buy another one. Buy one, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, that's dull. All right, throw it away and get a new one. Yeah, that's that's just me. Oh, what a douche <laughs> I am. Exactly. <laughs> um, no matter what, I mean, that, that describes what a single bevel is, which is what the question was, um, how they're designed, what they're meant to do. <clears throat> Ultimately, no matter what, uh, tuning and the right setup, mm-hmm. If you don't do that first, it don't matter what the hell arrow and broadhead you put on the end of nope. it. You got to have it properly set up, and you also have to practice with it. Oh yeah, you know don't 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 put a single bevel broadhead on your arrow and think all of a sudden you're an archery wizard mm-hmm. because that's not how it works. No, not at all. So if you, I, I'm not going to use a single bevel. I don't find any practical use for me. I have found what works for me, and my bow is tuned perfectly with what I use, and that's where I'm camping out. I'm sticking with the girl that brought me to the dance. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I'm not leaving her there. As well, (laughs) you shouldn't. Um, I like ass. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it was the girl you brought to the dance. Mm -hmm. She had a nice ass. She did. Um, So that's, that's the best piece of advice I can give beyond just explaining what a single bevel is, is... Practice with it. Make sure that your setup is dialed in. Mm-hmm. And don't think that you have some magical solution by putting the sucker on there and go shoot at an elk. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yep. It don't work that way. No. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm old school. I like to stick to my, uh, stick to what I got. Yep. Mikey's the, I, I call him the new fangle hunter. Oh, speaking of Mikey. Every new thing he sees, it's like, ooh. I need one of them. Ooh, I need one of them. I'm like <laughs> you were mm-hmm. saying that with golf clubs. Yeah, no, yeah, not me. I'm golden. I got my 25 year old golf club set. Got Still your, rocks uh, it. Got your Zebco. Got my Zebco 33, and my Rage in the cage, and I'm ready to go. You been fishing? No, no, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. too damn hot. Yeah, that it is. <laughs> I thought about going Saturday because Kelly was sick and uh, Jimmy wasn't home, and I was bored. But instead, I went to the gym. I said, well, I can go to the gym and work out, or I can go fish and sweat my ass off. Yeah. So I went to the gym. I found a major catastrophe in my home gym. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, it's in my barn. Ah, uh, And it's yes. 10 metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's 257 degrees inside my barn as I'm trying to work out. Ooh. That'll keep you lean. I'm still going, though. I haven't stopped. <laughs> It'll keep you lean. Yeah, it will. That it will. <laughs> you better throw a couple extra calories in your diet there. <laughs> I'm getting it right now there you from go. A, a Gold Top Miller Lite. Yeah. <clears throat> That's bonus calories. I am rocking the Bowhunters United. Uh, I do like that, yeah. Yeah. Koozie. It's not as good as the bacon one you gave me. but The bacon one is pretty sweet. I couldn't find the bacon one this morning, so I went with Bowhunters United, and then I found the bacon one. Yeah, it's all right. Yep. Been, pra- a been practicing your turkey calling? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
I got to make sure it stays in, yeah. you know, in tune. Right. If I lose it next season, just be a waste. This kid, my uh, daughter's dating, and he's he's a nice boy. I am not anti him. He seems all right, <laughs> but I'm not anti him. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I'm not saying I like him. Yeah, you're just not <laughs> anti him. Before I tell this, um, so we picked up Jake from camp, and um, apparently Trist, his name's Tristan. Tristan was texting Elena and knew we were picking up Jake, so she sent or he sends. Uh, I call her. I call him she often, so that's how I mix that up. <laughs> he sends Elena a message and says, tell Jake, welcome home, and tell him I said hi. So Elena reads that to Jake, and he goes, okay. So she said, do you want to reply? You want me to type anything back to him? And Jake goes, yeah, tell him stay away from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I like that boy more uh, every like, day. There you go, young man. Yeah. Uh, stay away. That's right. Smart kid. Live audience loved it. Yeah, they they went crazy. But uh, it, she tells me Tristan got a new job. And I said, oh, yeah, where's he working? And she said he's going to be a delivery driver at Joe's and Benton. Oh. And I said, do you know who else works at Joe's and Benton? And she goes, no. And I said, Mike Edgen's son, Mikey Edgen. Wrong Joe's. Oh. Yeah. I thought he, he works at uncle. He worked at Uncle Joe's. It's the barbecue joint. Benton, so is this the Joe's? Benton is a, like Joe's is a pizza. Joe's? Yeah. I didn't know they had one there. They do. Ah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. That was close, though. That would have been nice. I didn't realize. I mean, we just ate at Joe's, like the the Italian yeah. version of it, just the other day in Heron, but yeah. I didn't realize they had one in Benton. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I believe it's the same owner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they All of them are, but Okay. My bad. I had that crossed up thinking Joe's barbecue. Hey, but now he's got something to think about. So where's it at? It's in Ina. Okay. It's at that truck stop by Loves in Ina. Gotcha. Right, be- right between Benton and the Vern. Yeah. Oh, by the prison. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Didn't mean to shit on your story. Yeah, my bad. Boo hell. Sorry. Damn it. I thought maybe I'd have an extra set of eyeballs on this kid, but... No, but uh, you know when he stands around talking about Tyler's girlfriend, does work there, still. So, you give me a name, and I got an informant. Cool, we yeah. can do that. Tristan, that's Tristan. his name. Okay, yeah. I'll let her know. Um, anything else you want to talk about with single bevels, or no? Just my thing is, if you're going to do it, mm. make sure you're comfortable with it. If you're doing it because you think it's the new rad, stick with what you got if you're killing deer. Yeah. 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 No reason to switch that up. And I, if I, I don't have any planned trips to go west, uh, you know, although I, would, I do have a bucket list to do a moose hunt, you know, I would entertain it because I realize I'm probably going to need a different setup for that than what I'm yeah. using with whitetails. But when 99.9% of my hunting with a bow is whitetails, yeah. sticking to what I got. But. Yep. That's what I got. Yeah. That was a good question, though. It was a good question. I appreciate the question, Sean. We Thanks do. Thanks for sending it in. Thanks, and buddy. Hopefully, I explained to you what a single bevel is. And whether or not you choose to use it, that uh, that, yeah. that ball's in your court, son. Yep. As long as you're firing it through a compound. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> what if you're firing it through a compound out of a saddle? 
I'll give you that. Yeah. We'll let that one roll. I'll let that one bump. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amy Lou's healthy. I seen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she was a ball of fire this morning. Yeah. So she had her follow-up veterinarian appointment yesterday. So And they said all good? All is well. That that doc is in absolute love with that dog. Is he? So Tony and I were having a conversation last night on the phone, and it's funny that how things, uh, just the irony and stuff. Um, so when I first, we, we first chose this veterinarian based on when I was in law enforcement still, uh, many of my coworkers went to him. That's, they always bragged about him. And we've been out of the dog game for a little bit. So when we got her, we were trying to figure out where we're going to take her for her veterinarian yeah. services. And I'm glad we went there. So we took her to Dr. Troop. And uh, the, I've always prided myself on first impressions. And I'm, I'm not saying that I get them right. Yeah. But, yeah. but I usually do a pretty decent job of when I first meet somebody, I get a pretty good vibe of whether or not they're a douchebag i slipped right through there you did yeah you so <laughs> you were one of the ones that got through the cracks um Sweet. yeah good good for you thank you but well I, I met him and i thought remarkable yeah the personality of this guy was off the charts he didn't want to be called dr troop he wanted to be called mike and that's a great I, name yeah exactly yeah. and i just I, I really liked him but he had never met a bavarian mountain hound before so this was Hmm. first and i educated him the best that i could yeah i was still learning the breed myself you know yeah. but i gave him all the information that i could come up with and had a good conversation with him and he treated her the way he treats her you know gives her the vaccines and so forth he personally called me it was either the next day or two days later um because he had done some more research on the breed mm-hmm. and had a conversation with me about it further you know wow and i thought it was really cool so that's above and beyond. And also that day, um, some of the other patrons that were in the, the veterinarian clinic there were asking me about her. Like, what? It, what? She's beautiful. What kind of dog is that? And it, mm-hmm. three or four people, you know, I had that conversation with. So yesterday I had an appointment with her. And, of course, Doc Troop is in love with her and happy yeah. to see her grow and be a part of her life, you know. And um, at one, two... Two people, two patrons that were in the the lobby were asking me about her, how gorgeous she was, and mm-hmm. she's got to be a part of the hound family just by looking at her, you know. Yep. And um, so we had some conversations about her, and then we did our thing in the room, and then I came out to pay the bill, and which is the other thing I love about that veterinarian clinic is the bills are super reasonable. Nice. <laughs> For, <laughs> I'm used to paying every time I go to the vets like two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars, something like that, and each yeah. time it's been like eighty four dollars these nice. first two visits. Very nice. But as I come out to pay the bill, there's a lady who had just came in, and she's asking me about the brood. Oh, my God, she's beautiful and telling me about this. So all of that to say this, I'm on the phone with Tony Dempsey last night, and Tony says that he had a follow-up veterinarian appointment with his Bavarian Mountain yesterday <laughs> as well. I'm like, what, what are the odds of that? that yeah. And they're related. His dog yep. is a year and 10 days older than mine, but they have the same parents. Uh, that we both had vet appointments on the same day, but he was telling me that everywhere he goes, people do that. They're yeah, they're like, tell me about that dog. That's a good looking dog, you know. And it, so I just, I don't know, call me being proud. You're a proud papa. Proud papa. I know uh, that. But I, I think it's pretty cool that yeah, you know, because they're they're not common. No, it's a breed that's not common. No, I had first never, time you ever said it, I had no idea. What yeah, the hell you were I had never about. even heard of the damn thing until you know I saw yeah. Tony's dog and what led to this whole thing, but. Um, 
she is gorgeous and her demeanor is amazing and I'm proud to have her, but, and I'm proud to put her to work this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's cool when people come up and they ask about them and, and that's a good thing, you know, maybe that entices folks to look more into the breed and yeah. It's a good looking dog. That's my girlfriend, Emmy Lou. Yep. She came and saw me today. She was all excited. Oh, I didn't yeah. get to see her last week because she was sleepy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she is hyper as hell. So when she's asleep, I try not to nope. disturb that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we take advantage of it. Yep. Uh, it's like your kids when they're little. When they're sleeping, you're like, shh, I don't want them to wake up. Yep. <laughs> well, let's play this, and then let's do some shooter roulette walk. Sure. Unless you're tracking the blood trail on a whitetail, tune in for more of the Backwoods Bowhunter podcast. How's your uh, ass sweat going? So far, not bad. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. You getting there already? Quite, oh yeah, you getting swampy? I got, I got quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not swampy yet. And the fan's quite a bit closer to me too. But I'm. Uh, it is really close to you. I noticed that. But hey, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying if it's by design or not. It's, it just fits actually there. it isn't because that's where the outlet is. It fits better there. I, I get it, Tim. There's not an extension cord on yeah, it. Yeah, well, nothing. I, I've got a couple things over there for you. It's not a fan, but you have the cardinal. Mug. I know you keep putting more and more of this cardinal shit over here, and uh-huh. it's making me nauseous. And the cardinal troll and the cardinal mug. Taking I do good, like the bottle of Booker's though. It's pretty badass. Taking good care of you over there. You are. I appreciate yeah. it. That's what I appreciate about you, Tim. Now, is that what you appreciate about me? Damn right. You got any shooter let it walks? I do not this week. What the hell? I know. I came unprepared. I got one. I'm here to listen. I stumbled across this on the New York Post. Dr. Ellie Mackin-Roberts. Okay. That name deserves repeating. (laughs) Dr. Ellie Mackin-Roberts. Okay. Oh, I just thought of one. Go ahead. Says that beer beer can help you survive a heat wave because beer is made up of water and electrolytes hmm. now the rest of the article goes on to get a little more scientific and explain i don't care about all that shit i stopped at beer can help you survive a heat wave and it's hot as shit out right now period so yeah there we go heat wave that's my heat wave so shoot it or let it walk shoot it you agree with it let it walk dr ellie mackin roberts is full of shit Dr. Ellie Mackin-Roberts there may be a genius. <laughs> I'm shooting it all day, yeah. especially in a heat wave. Yeah, shoot the hell out of it. All right. Why not? What? What's the worst case scenario? It's not the best thing for a heat wave, and you end up dying in the heat wave because all you drank was beer? That's the worst case scenario. Yeah, but I you mean, die that's... drunk, and you don't even know what the hell happened. Right. I mean, those are risks that are worth taking. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes risk versus reward kind of that's scenario. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm shooting it. I'm shooting it. All right. Yeah. What you got? Okay. Now, this one, we talked about it a little bit earlier. This weekend, I think it was Sunday, there was a shooting in the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana. Yes. Okay. Now, said shooter comes out. 
I not like to use names because he's a piece of shit anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got what he deserved. He's no longer with us. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go through a trial. We don't have to put this piece of shit in prison and pay a bunch of money for it. Mm-hmm. My thing is, young man, 22, by the name of... Young man. Young man. By the name of Elijah Dickin, kind of throws me right right into Letter Kenny. You know what I mean? Jim Dick Dickin. Dickin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, it's Dickin. Thank you, sir. Anyway, young man by the name of Elijah Dickin was out there with his girlfriend, just having a good day. Some jack-off comes out with a gun and starts putting people down. This young man tells his girlfriend, he could have been a bitch, turned around, ran the hell out. This young man tells his girlfriend, get down and stay down. And he approaches said shooter with his 9mm Glock, gets in range, and ends the threat within two minutes. That a boy, Elijah. Yep. Threat over. Threat over. Probably saved a ton more lives. And conceal and carry. So he did it legally. Yes. So we thank you for that as well. My shooter let it walk. You're in a mall with your family. Mm-hmm. You've got your little piece strapped on your side. Mm-hmm. You hear a shooter. Mm-hmm. Do you approach that shooter in a very tactical way? I mean, you've got the training too as well. Me, I don't. But I think inside my head... I am approaching any way I possibly can if I have that weapon mm-hmm. to where I can get this man taken down and stop it. Yep. You approach it or you bail. Shoot it or let it walk. I'm messing that person's world up. Amen. Yeah. No. I, Amen. I, I, well, and like you said, I, I mean, I, it was ingrained into me from training. Yeah. Um, where it just becomes a natural mindset, but you mm-hmm. respond in that manner. But absolutely. And this it. kid had no law enforcement, no military, no nothing. He said his grandma actually quoted, because I don't think they really talked to him because they wanted to give him some space. Mm-hmm. His grandmother said that his grandfather taught him how to shoot as a kid. So I'd like to thank Elijah's grandfather. Absolutely. As well for raising a man, not a little bitch, and take this piece of shit down and end that threat. And you, saved a bunch of lives. You got it. So, I'm definitely it. shooting it. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't know this kid, obviously, but it, he has to go through the rest of his life knowing that he took another person's life. But, yeah. But hopefully he can rest at ease knowing... What he did. What he did. How and, many and he potentially saved. saved. Right. I mean, you you're know. talking within two minutes. I, said, I think they said there was three killed and two wounded. Now, those two wounded... Is it potential if that escalated and went on for a half hour, 45 minutes, that those two that were wounded bled out right, and end up being, being dead as well? And not only that, but how many rounds did this guy have with him? I didn't get into all those details. Mm-hmm. How many more people could he have shot? How many more people could have died? But within two minutes, this cat ended it. So yep. kudos. that dude's a badass. Kudos to him. Kudos yep. to his grandfather for uh, ingraining that in him and teaching him how to yep. how to use that weapon appropriately 100 percent. we're shooting it all day long i I am i know this is going to catch you completely by surprise okay i have to take a leak no now for the listening audience 
There will be no interruption. You won't even know what happened. See, I never even left. And just like that. Yep. The letter kidding reference for anybody who doesn't know. So most people know or should know, if you don't already, who little Jimmy Dickens is. So <laughs> he's now deceased, but he's a, an iconic singer-songwriter, little Jimmy Dickens. And mm-hmm. he was known as Little Jimmy because he was, what, four foot ten or four something? Four foot ten, four foot something like that, I don't think he was five foot. No. Um, so there's a character on Letter Kenny who's like seven foot tall. Yeah. And his name is Jimmy Dickens. Yep. <laughs> and they all call him Jimmy Dickskin. Yeah. And then he corrects him real quick. Jimmy Dickens. And he speaks in the, as a uh, auctioneer. All the time. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And can we get one beer over here, over here? I want a beer. Right. And <laughs> done. <laughs> I can't talk like an auctioneer. It doesn't work. No. Uh, those are some talented folk. Yeah. I pretend like I can. What you like to eat in there? Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to hit that button. That's, That's okay. Get your eat on. You yeah. smoked some. Was it straps or tenderloins? It was straps. Yeah, yeah. How, they were butterflied. How'd that work out? Um, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I ate them all between Sunday and Monday. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, basically they were butterflied, so I opened up the rest of the way. I seasoned the meat with a... Did you get them flied from yeah. the yep. ribs? Yeah. I seasoned the meat with a maple bacon seasoning, and I rubbed it down in real good. I let them sit overnight. The next morning, when I got them ready, I took the bacon, and I, fla- uh, I seasoned the bacon with a brown sugar seasoning. And then I pressed that down into the bacon, flipped it, pressed it down in the bacon, and then wrapped the meat, and then smoked them. To a perfect medium rare, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> or, sorry, not blood. Whatever the hell you call it. Oh, you are a mess. Yeah. They were just over medium rare. Did you, or, you made them well done, didn't you? Yeah. Why? Why? <sighs> Why in the hell? So, this topic is my crossbow to you, okay? Yeah. Why in the hell would you ruin a backstrap, a venison backstrap, by taking it to well done? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go this route and say I didn't ruin it. It was still delicious. No, my gosh. It could have been runnier, sure. <sighs> runnier. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, the flavor was like, Popping. It was yeah. pretty delicious. They so looked good. Now I'm going out and buying more of the both of those seasonings because I, I trust in them. Cool. I yeah. uh I did not cook venison, although I need to. I need to start moving through some of the freezer meat, but I made stumbled across a recipe that I thought looked good and figured I'd give it a try. It was a bourbon chicken and could cook it on the blackstone. Yeah. Which I'm Looked, loving cooking on that looked amazing it was off the charts good it, it will be a common staple in my uh, food rotation moving forward yeah the only thing i did wrong was the recipe called for a low sodium low sodium soy trying to confuse the words there um i didn't have a low sodium soy i had the regular soy so it ended up being a little bit not not too bad but a little bit on the salty side and I think the low sodium soy would have made that difference. So moving forward, yeah. I'll make that little adjustment. But God, it was good. Yeah, it looked really good. When you sent the pictures, I was kind of uh, angry. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hangry. I was very hangry. It, it was awesome. And then on Saturday, when my son, one of my favorite things I, I, I make for him is uh, ribs. Smoke some ribs. I saw that too. So I thought Saturday, picking him up from camp, you know, we'll surprise him and we'll throw some ribs on the smoker. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were on fleek. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. It wasn't venison. No. But, but hey, how did, how did you kill that deer? I hit him too good whacks with it. That second one just plumb near cut his head in two. Ah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I, I it figured, was the second one. Yeah. I figured as much. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I've been, I say I've been hornswoggled. I have been hornswoggled a lot. I, I'm leaving this segment to you, my friend. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get some popcorn and watch. As, <laughs> <laughs> free admission right now. Yeah. Now, I am. I, I would love to dry fire my wife for reasons that I explained to you earlier, and I would love to dry fire my mother-in-law for reasons I explained to you earlier, and I would love to dry fire the raccoon who got into my trash for reasons I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. But... It's hot in here, and I'm not going to drag the show on that damn long. That's a lot of dry fires. I've got three other ones. Sweet. And I'm going to start with the one I consider to be the worst. Okay. I knew Ameren, which is our local energy company, was going to be doing a rate increase. Yes, they did. They announced up front there's going to be a rate increase. Now, our Ameren bill for here is it runs around that 160, 180 range. And then in the summer when we're running a pool pump and the air conditioner in this room's running, yeah, various whatevers, it'll jump up to 300 mark during the summer. Yeah. Okay. Which is more than enough as it is. Yes. Yeah. Last month's was 320, I think, three-something, low threes. So let's just say 300. Rate increase hadn't kicked in yet. Picked up the Ameren bill yesterday. Mm. Didn't want to open it. No. To find what I wasn't expecting. $630. Holy sheep shit. It more than doubled. That's not an increase. That's a rape. Yes. Yeah. Let's just be clear on that. Holy cow. Now, how are people going to do that? No clue. There are a lot of folk... And this isn't a knock on anybody, nope. but there are a lot of folk who live paycheck to paycheck and they're pinching dimes. Yep. How in the hell, when it's 122 degrees with the heat index in Southern yeah. Illinois or in the Midwest in general, are people going to afford that? Yeah. And gas being $2.50 more a gallon than it was two years ago. Yeah. Or more. So you throw that or on more. top of doubling your electric bill. Some of these people that are already struggling are really going to be, uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be yeah. hurting bad. And I, I get it, you know the, the costs for Ameren have increased too, like mm-hmm. they have for everybody. I understand yeah. that, you know, but uh, man, that's an increase is like fifty bucks a month. Passing that on to the consumer and it it'd be yeah. doubled. I mean, that's just so, some friends of ours whom you know, um, we. When we were talking about Joe's earlier, that's we went to lunch at Joe's with them yeah. on Sunday, and they had mentioned that their Ameren bill this month was nine fifty. Holy shit! Nine hundred and fifty dollars. Nope. 
And that's when I was like, holy cow, what is ours going to be? Yeah. And wow. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about it other mm-hmm. than it just dry fires the shit out of me. Yeah. When you talk an increase, you're thinking, okay, 50, 100 bucks, maybe for an increase. But then when you see a double, mm-hmm. that's not an increase anymore. That's robbery. Just like these gas stations. You can go to McLeansboro and get it for a dollar cheaper almost than anywhere. At one gas station in so, McLeansboro. So we had a 5K in McLeansboro uh, Saturday, and my race timer that went up there and did it for me, she's like, I am totally filling up. Gas up here is three, yeah. $3 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to her later about that, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy that you didn't pay $5 a gallon. Yeah. Instead, you paid three seventy. Yeah. But isn't it sad that we're celebrating the fact that gas is three seventy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. You know? I was excited the other day because it was four fifty six in Benton. Yeah, four fifty six, and I was like, "Woo!" And why is it a full dollar cheaper in McLeansboro? I don't know. I talked to somebody who went there, and they said it was like four or five cars deep every pump. I bet took them yeah. like forty five minutes to get gas. I'm like, I am not driving to McLeansboro round trip, and then no. sitting in a line for half hour to an hour to get three quarter tank of gas. To drive back home and say, hey, well, I'm going to need gas in four days. <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing that either. I'll spend the extra 75 she, cents or a dollar. She was in McLeansboro. So yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah. If you're there, hit that shit. If right. you're not, I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's a good shooter to let it walk. I'm not driving there. No, I'm letting that walk too. Yeah, I'm letting it walk. Oh, what is McLeansboro from here an hour? From here, yeah. From my yeah. house, it's still 25, 30 minutes. So you're yeah. talking an hour driving, hour waiting. How much gas you burning in that hour and a half, two hour time? Yeah, I get my fuel in Kentucky because it's a dollar a gallon cheaper. But I also happen to be there, mm-hmm. you know, each week. So yeah, I'm not driving to Kentucky to get. When in it. Rome, just, be Roman. I'm there, yeah. When in Rome, be Roman. Yeah. <clears throat> secondly, I agree. secondly, one of my brands um, that we sell sends me an email yesterday that says. Due to transportation and fuel costs, beginning August 1st, any orders that you place, you will be responsible for your own transportation. The hell? And it goes on to explain basically that when I make an order, I have to find a way to get it from their warehouse to me. And it's on me. Hmm. And they're not taking anything off the order, the price-wise? No. Because normally they had to send somebody, even if it was only, even only cost them $20 to ship it six months ago, and now it cost them $40. They still made money on that shipment. Yes. Well, now they are saying you are on your own as the dealer. Wow. To figure out how to get this product from our warehouse. Is it for the RTS Into place? your store, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And where's the warehouse? Uh, San Francisco, California. It's not, it's not, if you're getting that local type thing, it's not, it's not local. local. No. Okay. No. no, that's. So I'm like, what the hell? You know, I mean, yeah, I understand you're, you're increasing. They've already increased rates once. And so when I first got this email, I thought due to transportation and fuel costs, yeah, I, I thought it was going to increase. follow up yep. with another increase that we in turn pass on to the consumer, much yep. like what Amron's doing. Yep. Um, no, no, this one was totally different. You make an order, you figure out how to get it home. Wow. Yeah. I mean, shit has just gone straight south, man. Crazy. Yeah. I, 
I mean, I get saying, hey, we're going to have to charge an extra $20, extra $40 for shipping, but you come get it? That's insane. How many how many people are they going to lose out of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's it, it's it's a brand that I really like having, <laughs> but I, I it looks like I may not be making any orders. You know, I mean, I'm no. Now, I I don't want even the hassle of trying to figure out how to get it here. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone any of that. So I guarantee I you with it. that would change in a month if all the Everybody buyers said, um, "All right, fine, we'll find another dealer." Yeah, and. In one month, they have zero orders. They'd be calling back, being like, hey, due to uh, lack of business, we are now delivering again. Thank I, you for your business. I would <laughs> rather go to a competitor and buy all their inventory from them and then mark it up a dollar, yep. <laughs> stick it on my wall. Yep. <laughs> you know. Amen. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, that's crazy. My last thing, even though I have a lot more, but <laughs> again, I, I know we're reaching an hour, and that's usually where we're at on the show, and it's the hot. Heat. Yeah. And I could go on. I could have made this whole show a dry fire segment. I use Roundup a lot. Like, I should have bought stock in Roundup. Every year. I bought some this weekend. Well, take it back. Uh-oh. Every year I use the shit out of Roundup. And I've been doing a lot of work around here. I'm getting ready for food plots and mm-hmm. whatever. I have always used Roundup. It has always done the job. Now, Roundup went through a bunch of shit because people were saying their product causes cancer and all this other stuff. So they had to change their entire formula. Mm-hmm. Their new formula is... Shit? It, it's below shit. It's Oh, Lord. Like ponds come down there below the whale shit. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It don't kill nothing. I, went, I used a whole bottle of it a week or so ago, like a whole jug, however big those jugs are. Yeah. Uh, Two, two gallons or whatever they That's are. That's what I bought. <coughs> Three Two-gallon pump one. Went through that whole jug, spraying the same shit I spray every year. Didn't kill nothing. I had bought two jugs, so I refilled it yesterday and went through and sprayed everything all over again. Ain't killed a damn thing. Hasn't even Not even turned it slightly brown. Oh, Lord. Still just as green and lush as it can be. So, Roundup also dry fires my bow. Well, great. I just went out and bought it. Wish we would have done this show three days ago. <laughs> Save me some money. I don't, maybe I got a bad batch. I don't know. I, I, I may the, take it out this week or before I go and work on that property. I may take it out and go spray a section and see what it does to it. Yeah. Before I go out and kill myself in the heat, dragging that big right. ass thing around, walking through a bunch of sticker bushes. Yeah. Trying to get to the bases of them. If it ain't going to do nothing. Well, when you walk out this door, look around where that water hose stuff's at right there. I sprayed all of that heavily last week and mm-hmm. again yesterday. And look how green it is. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> yeah. Damn, people. Can't leave shit alone. Nope. The old antifreeze. Had to change that. Because people were putting it in people's drinks and killing them. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's part of life. It's called natural selection. Yeah. 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 Nope, had to change it. Yep. Now the roundup. What's next? They're coming after us, man. I know. All right, you got anything else? Um, No. All right. No, not today. Okie doke. Backwoods Bowhunter can be found at backwoodsbowhunter.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Backwoods Bowhunter Podcast. Doing some updating there hopefully soon. Twitter, 
at BWBH Podcast. Also doing some updating there, hopefully soon. And as some folk do, you can contact us via email at Backwoods Bowhunter Podcast. Like and share it all. At gmail.com. Dot com. Review, like, share, piss on it, whatever you got to do. Yeah. And in closing, grab your bow and get after it. Get your kids out. Thanks for listening to another Backwoods Bow Hunter episode. Didn't get enough? Climb down out of your tree stand and get ready for another epic episode next week. The Backwoods Boys will take you back downrange for more bow hunting content.